listening to the Art with Soul podcast. Fortnightly conversations on the artist's journey to inspire your creative soul. And I'm your host, Shindini. Welcome back. If you've listened to the last few episodes of the podcast, you may have figured out that I'm currently in a very liminal space with my art. not just with my art journey actually i've also been questioning a lot of the things that i've believed both inherent thought patterns which are related to our growing years and the ideas that we absorb from what we see around us in our society and culture one of the things i've started to question is this idea that we need to sell our art that we must turn our hobbies or our passion into profit and if we don't that there is something wrong with us or our art it's a shiny idea isn't it doing what you love and turning that into your job what could be better than that you don't have to trudge to a boring corporate job you get to set your own routines doing what you love all of the time and you get paid for it that's the dream right or at least that is the idea that is sold to us if you look online um, on social media you would think that almost every second artist is creating or teaching art as a full time job that all business owners are fully supported by their business that they do this on a full time basis but this is far from the truth a lot of really successful looking business owners are running their businesses along with a part time or a full time job some have got into full time business after quitting very successful corporate careers which means that they have a comfortable cushion to make their business work some are retired and are doing it for the love of art they aren't fully dependent on their art business for money some come into business because they are dealing with chronic illness and a part-time or a full-time job is out of the question for them some simply have no other option they just have to make their art career work for them all of this to say that what you see online is just a part of the story follower numbers on social media beautifully curated feeds um, and what you see from people's marketing message and online presence it's not the full picture there are very few creatives who openly talk about their struggles or their position of privilege what happens then is that a lot of creatives mistakenly assume that if they aren't selling their work or if they don't have a certain number of followers there is something wrong with them or with their art i've often heard people wondering if they should keep creating art if it's just for them what's the point 
and so many of the artists that i speak to and work with uh, they just want to be able to quit their corporate jobs and live the dream life you know and they think that that's the only path and i get it i really do sometimes society's messages throw us for a loop where we end up feeling confused about what it is that we really want it's pretty normal actually which is why as i mentioned in a previous episode uh, i think it was episode 20 and i'll link that in the show notes so as i mentioned in that episode knowing why you create art is so very important in helping you to decide what to focus on but with this pervasive message of turning passion to profit what if you questioned it what if you stepped out of it for a moment and decided instead to become your own patron historically artists have been supported by wealthy patrons who gave them the resources and the space that they needed to create their art you could argue that it was simpler that at that time and in some ways your profession and your path was predetermined for you as a young artist you could apprentice with a better known artist who would then introduce you to their patrons and help you to find your own feet but then things started changing the aristocracy was overthrown and craftsmen and artists had to compete with rising technology and all the other changes that came in during the industrial revolution ever since then artists have had to learn how to sell their art pablo picasso for example was quite a master at it one of the few artists who really mastered that technique uh, so did andy warhol and gatekeeping in the art world just became the norm you know your art had to be chosen by curators of high society for you to get any recognition or money from your work social media changed that because artists could now potentially reach out to a huge number of people and in a way find their own patrons you know there were no more gatekeepers to the art So this entire switch in the art the changes that happened over the years in the way that art and artistry and what it means to be an artist and to creative evolved I think that is what has caused so much of the confusion that is currently prevalent in our society So artists and creatives have grown up hearing a lot of mixed messages um you know that art cannot support you or more recently that your art must support you but i'm guessing that artists across the ages have grappled with their own question around these things so patronage that's what i keep coming back to One of the reasons for the lure of the passion to profit narrative is that it gives us the financial support we need to focus on and create our art. In a lot of ways, 
we've also tied up our self-worth with um how well we do successfully but instead of running yourself ragged to create a business if your heart doesn't really lie there what if you became your own patron there are numerous examples of artists who have done just that held down steady sometimes boring jobs and focused on their art in the evenings and on the weekends some went on to become famous Kafka for instance worked as an insurance clerk and spent his evenings writing Kurt Vonnegut held a number of day jobs before his writing career took off and he continued to work a lot of different jobs even after he became a best selling author Mark Rothko who is considered one of the great abstract painters in history worked as an elementary school teacher for 22 years he quit that job only in 1952 well after he had achieved a measure of success and acclaim for his work these are just a few examples of artists whose work became well known during their lifetime but for artists like rothko fame didn't necessarily come with money the value of his paintings actually escalated after his death and then there are artists who created all their lives without ever coming into the limelight i'm sure you probably know of people who have held down jobs but have spent their free time painting or writing and have let that be enough and let that nourish them another example is henry dagger uh, most people knew him as a quiet janitor at a catholic hospital in chicago what they didn't know is that he had written a 15000 page novel and a 5000 page autobiography and created hundreds of watercolor paintings and collages though his work was unknown while he lived and by all accounts he lived a very simple and a quiet life his creative life was on fire and isn't that at its core what this is all about We don't create because we want money, fame and success. There are many other relatively easier ways to get that. We create because it is who we are. Money and worldly success can be byproducts of the process. But is burning yourself out playing to ever changing social media algorithms what you really want to be doing with your time? and that's what the passion to profit hustle culture is all about but becoming your own patron that's a different take on this narrative instead of focusing on profiting from your passion and maybe quitting your day job what if you used your day job to support your passion you create you learn you play 
you submit your work to publishers or galleries or you self publish it and promote it you use your day job to fuel your art to promote your art to build up an art career instead of demanding that your art put the food on the table so you may be doing similar things but the way in which you approach them is different when you're caught up in the hustle there is this underlying need to go fast to build it up quickly that you have to constantly being doing and creating but when you're your own patron you can play the long game you can take your time to really refine your work you can take your time to really build up a business if that's what you want you can think about things more deeply and then decide what you want to do and a day may come you know when you're successful enough to quit your job and to focus on your art that's what happened with elizabeth gilbert she held down a number of jobs while working on her art her novels before eat pray love didn't really make a significant dent in the market she wrote for magazines before her runaway success with eat pray love brought her fame and fortune and as she says in her book big magic you can measure your worth by your dedication to your path not by your successes or failures if eat pray love had disappeared with a whimper i imagine she would have gone back to holding down a job while continuing to write because that writing making her art is what is most important to her and indeed that is what is most important to artists and creatives like you and me so if you think about it becoming your own patron is an elegant pivot from the hustle culture the rise and grind brigade will have you believe that your worth is tied to your success becoming your own patron turns that around on its head your worth is not dependent on your success no matter how much you hustle success isn't guaranteed that's just a simple fact of life but if you become your own patron you will get the satisfaction that comes from giving your creativity free reign that now is guaranteed no one can deny that to you because that is in nobody else's power to give to you so become your own patron or at least think about this idea and what it can mean and what it can open up for you i think there's a lot more expansiveness to this idea than there is in the hustle and grind there is space for you to be your own kind of creative to create for yourself 
to give yourself the space and the grace to grow your art and to support it and if you so choose even to sell it because making your art a business or creating any kind of business also requires a monetary investment having a steady paycheck can really put in the structure and the tools that you need to create and grow an art business a day may come when your art can stand alone when it may not need a patron and that would be a wonderful day but that overall journey would have been easier there would have been less anxiety and pressure to make it work and more freedom for you to really explore your voice and hone it and it would also give you that simple satisfaction of creating and living life on your own terms the world is really noisy and in a lot of ways it really is up to us to be able to take a step back and focus on what it is that we are falsely believing and what it is that we are truly longing to create so if you could run with this idea if you could be your own patron how would you script your art journey something for you to think about Thank you for tuning into the Art with Soul podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, do share it with your friends or better still maybe on Instagram. And if you do share it there, don't forget to tag me at morangypsy.in. If you have any questions on art or on the creative journey that you would like me to address on a future episode, Fill out the form at moderngypsy.in/podcasts. Until next time, take care and keep creating.